All right, folks. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you're coming in from. It's July 25th, 2023, just past 7 o'clock here on the West Coast. God bless all of you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And today we're going to be talking about Ripple partnering with the EU. I just had to send out the tweet real quick, let everyone know that we are live for the night. Going to run up a quick session. Just came across this information, so I wanted to go live right away, along with another Biden bombshell that just dropped as well but let me put out the caveat let me give a huge huge shout out to my discord member jay blaine good friend of mine who sent me this shirt says not financial advice and uh really appreciate jay for sending that my way he sent me some other xrp merch as well so huge shout out to jay in the chat discord member for two years you know jay actually joined my discord group the first month that we created the patreon gave the community access to the discord group jay was one of the first and uh he sent me this the other day proud to rep his merch and um let's get right on into the episode guys thank you so much we already got a hundred in the chat it's already popping it's already lit if you guys haven't already please make sure you subscribe hit that notification bell so you don't miss when i go live i go live at random times Seven, eight o'clock on the West Coast. Sometimes it's midnight your time, but we're still rolling. Uh, and so we have audience now across the planet as well. So we're just going to continue on a daily basis as the updates come through, as we come available, more and more content. Uh, make sure that you're tuned in here on all the platforms. The main ones right now are TikTok, YouTube, and Twitter. Make sure you're following us on the Twitter because we have moved the Sunday sessions, the Sunday lives have been moved over to the Twitter spaces or now we call it the x.com spaces, right? So make sure you guys are following on the platforms. Let's get right on into the update, guys. Big one coming your way. Appreciate everyone for tuning in. Bitcoin right now back down 29,144. 1854 for Ethereum and XRP still at 70 and a half cents. Taking a look at the sticks real quick. Bitcoin dipped. We took profits on our short, watching the market closely. Back down here within the last four-hour candle that we're watching closely. With that being said, we're going to get right on into the current events covering the cryptocurrency and how how we take advantage of the greatest transfer of wealth in world history. Now, I know everybody says stick to politics, but the real ones understand that we have to understand how the world stage is going to play out if we want to stay ahead of the game. You know, if, if you want to be years ahead of the timeline of the world stage actors playing out these events for us all to see, and boy, has it been interesting over the past couple days, hasn't it? We got bodies being found. We got things that I can't talk about on a daily basis that we got to hush hush. You know, I don't really do decodes anymore, but we got to kind of decode the news so that we don't get taken down uh, with the censorship and the craziness with that regard. With that being said, though, we're going to start off with the Biden bribery bombshell once again. Got to cover it because we got to understand what's coming our way. So we cover this Hunter Biden's plea deal is now in jeopardy. You cannot make this stuff up, folks. After his attorneys tried to pull a fast one on the judge today, on the eve of his day in court, Hunter's lawyers called the courthouse clerk pretending to be a Republican attorney and told the clerk, our bad, we didn't really mean to file all that whistleblower stuff. Can you just strike that from the public record? You really can't make this stuff up. Now, this is from Jesse Waters, but I've seen others sharing this as well. And so the rounds of this going around here and it's being discussed that Zelensky 
allegedly had knowledge of the Biden's wrongdoings and he's been using this as leverage against them, that would explain why we're sending a billion to Ukraine every other day, right? I mean, the tally has got to be approaching nearly $100 billion. So there's a lot of allegations. I hope that the Biden family can come forward and set the record straight and show that this is all nonsense, that you know, this was all one big mistake. I would love to see them do that. Let's let's have them set the record straight. The president of the United States getting exposed and uh, they're going to have to come forward and do something in this regard. Now, uh, the lawyers for Biden did just come out. They had a few hours. The judge actually ruled they had a few hours to respond today. That's how pissed off the judge was with the actions of their lawyers. This is incredible stuff, folks. Um, and so they have responded. They said that this was all one big miscommunication, one big misunderstanding. Okay. I, I don't even know what to say on this folks, other than our, if it's not clear by now that our country has been hijacked. And even if you thought he was a good guy or this was a good program and he made you feel good and he didn't offend you like the big bad orange man. Um, there's interests at play here that have taken control of our country and we should probably address that. And that's my politically correct, nice way of saying that. And I will never just stick to politics because I'm going to understand what's coming for our country. The internal chaos, the external chaos of a falling empire. What does it mean to the dollar? Our reserve currency status. It's all tied together. That's why we got to cover it. We're not going to shy away from it. And we're not afraid to do so. And we also give our president an opportunity to talk about his accomplishments, which apparently from his press conference today, he says that they have cured cancer as we know it, folks. <laughs> I wish you could make this stuff up and it's a mockery to the American people and to people across this planet that look to the United States to, to be a respectable country. And we see our president doesn't even know what planet he is on, folks. Take a listen in on this. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can we end the cancer as we know it. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. we end the cancer as we know it. I, I had to play it twice because it's kind of hard to understand them. But I, I'm going to just take another sip of coffee and bite my tongue on what I really want to say. But this man is running our country, and I hope that uh, it ends up working out. Now, as far as how is the program actually working out, what does this mean? How does this impact us? We're going to get right on into it with this one right here, folks. Biden administration to cancel $130 million in student debt for 7,400 borrowers in Colorado. Maybe 7,400 more votes that Biden is hoping to get. 11 days ago, the Biden administration forgave $39 billion in student loans for 800,000 borrowers. This all comes weeks after the U.S. Supreme Court rejected Biden's plan to cancel $430 billion in student loan debt. The original plan would have impacted 37 million borrowers. So he is finding loopholes right now, and he's you know working around the Supreme Court ruling where they said, no, you are not going to be able to forgive all this debt. That is not constitutional. They found a workaround in some of these select borrowers, federal student loan programs, where this was federal government money. So they're finding a little bit of a workaround here for writing off the student loan debt. It's a desperate move. And what does it mean? It means further destruction of the dollar, further destruction and increasing inflation. They think that we're winning the fight against inflation right now. Many people foolishly thinking and believing the Fed, believing the mainstream uh, you know, bubble vision on CNBC 
that's saying that we got inflation back down to 3%. America, don't worry. Just enjoy your barbecues at the, you know, this summer and have a good have a good time. They literally said at a press conference today that folks are finally starting to feel Bidenomics. And I guess that's supposed to be a good feeling. You guys let me know in the comments down below. What do you think about the Bidenomics? What do you think about this program? What do you think about the student loan forgiveness? What do you think about $32.6 trillion in debt? What do you think about over $100 trillion in unfunded liabilities? How do you think that that check gets cut? Is there any other way that that check gets cut other than printing more money, more inflation, more destruction of the dollar? Or debt jubilee, complete reset, restructure, revalue. We can kick the can down the road for a little bit longer, but I'll tell you right now, the rest of the world's had it with our BS and they're moving quickly. They are moving quickly and the next article highlights this point. Now, Cabessi letter sharing on the crude oil prices that are about to hit $80 again and gas prices nearing $4 per gallon. Now, I already dropped a short on this, a little TikTok, a little YouTube short. You guys will see that. Uh, crude oil prices back to 80 bucks. Gas prices nearing four bucks, but in my area, we're well above four bucks. Well above four bucks per gallon for gas in my area. Most of that is going to taxes to our state. The way that our state is run is insane. But in October 2022, President Biden set forward a plan. They announced that the U.S. would refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve when oil prices fell to 67 to $72 per barrel. Every single time this happened, OPEC Plus has announced bullish news, and that would be price uh, production cuts, I should say. Production cuts. So every time that price comes down to that $70 target that we're trying to fill back up the reserves, OPEC cuts. which And that's cutting production, and that's causing the cost and the price per barrel to go up. Now remember... This has been a big factor of why the CPI inflation, the headline number, has come down to 3% is because the cost of energy has come down. The cost of gas has come down because Biden was literally dumping our strategic petroleum reserve, which is for wartime efforts, extreme circumstances, but for political reasons and because they wanted to fight inflation and they wanted to bring down gas prices, they were dumping our strategic petroleum reserve. Now we want to fill it back up. And what is OPEC doing? The ones who are actually in control of this market, they're cutting production, they're forcing their hand, and oh, by the way, they're meeting at BRICS Summit next month to announce how they're moving away from the dollar, how they're creating their own you know, you know, know, version of the World Bank, their own version of the IMF, their own version of reserve currency, their own platforms for instantaneous settlement between the their own domestic currencies. Whether or not they announce a BRICS reserve currency doesn't matter. They've already moved away from the dollar. They're already dropping the treasuries. And when they do start to anchor their currencies to gold, that is going to be an inflection point for the whole world to realize there is an alternative reserve currency. There is an alternative to the dollar. And with the DLT cryptocurrencies as we know them, but these are distributed ledger technologies that allow instant settlement between two currencies, uh, this is what the world needs. And this is what BRICS is moving towards at an accelerated pace. While we are talking about Bidenomics making us feel good at home. You see the setup? The setup for the American people that most of these folks don't even know what the word inflation means. In fact, Fox News just ran a poll where they reported that only 50% of America, less than 50% of America cared or was concerned about inflation in this upcoming election. Now that is insane. 
I would say that the number is 90% plus folks that are caring about inflation and inflation is almost the number one issue for folks. And if it's not the number one issue, then they probably just don't even know what inflation means. You know what I'm saying? They're just living off a government check. They don't even know what inflation is or how that impacts them. Because for every single American that I talk to, every single business owner that I talk to, every person with an investment portfolio who's looking to protect that net worth is a little bit concerned about the inflation and a little bit concerned about the destruction of the dollar. And that's why we've been seeking out the alternatives. That's why we've been draining the vaults with the silver, with the gold. That's why we've been draining the supply of XRP off of these exchanges while we can. We have post clarity, still sub a dollar. Thank you very much. And we've been buying the heck out of these assets that have been suppressed for years. While they want to tell us, feel good. We're winning the fight against inflation. Have a barbecue. Even though your steak's going to cost you 20 bucks an ounce. You know what I'm saying? 20, 30 bucks uh, for, a, for a pot roast. I think wifey was just telling me she did a grocery pickup order and she wanted a $20 pot roast. We, we, we selected the $20 pot roast, but they didn't have it. So that's when they picked the alternative. So we got the $30 pot roast. And then I make fun of my, in, in my video last night, I make fun of the woke latte, right? which always triggers and people get so triggered by that, that joke, uh, which I'll stop making the woke latte jokes. Okay. I'll, I'm drinking black coffee made at home tonight for everybody that's concerned. Okay. Um, and I don't shop at target wifey does. Okay. I, I told her <laughs> side issue, side points, uh, back to the main issue at hand. You're paying five bucks for my 12 ounce coffee yesterday at Starbucks. You're paying 30 bucks for a pot roast. I paid 112 bucks to fill up the truck diesel. Inflation 3%? As my mentor Dan Pena would say, what are you smoking? If it's not addictive, give me some of that crap. <laughs> I mean, anybody who's tapped in or has a clue has seen the real cost of inflation. It is not 3%. It is not going down. You know, it is maybe cooled off a little bit. But as I posted another short, a little TikTok tonight, U.S. home prices have risen for five consecutive months. So... We still have propped up real estate. We still have inflation across the board for food and energy. But as always, in the core PCE, the preferred inflation gauge of the Fed, they exclude housing and they exclude food. Uh, and they exclude energy, I should say. How convenient. Now, with that being said, guys, let's continue on here. This is what we're looking at right now. The banking crisis is not over. And we see a great example of this still taking place. Usually when you have an acquisition of a company, you're going to see that, that stock price rise. Okay. But in the case of these banks, we're seeing mergers and acquisitions at all time high for these banks because these small regional banks are still failing. Look at how timely these trades are though. This is the insiders making their money. You have PacWest, the bank that went down 30% after the buyout news today. This stock tanked 30% after the announcement that it was getting bought out. Five minutes before the news, net put premiums exploded. This was caused by someone buying 9.5 puts at the ask for this Friday. They turned 330000 into $2 million in 20 minutes and exited some. Unusual? Yeah, this is what we've been seeing, right? These insiders get the tip and they're moving. And it just reiterates the point that this small and regional banking crisis is not over. And the big banks are 
just salivating, salivating at their mouths, waiting to eat up these smaller banks, these smaller regional banks, and see those deposits come their way, that business come their way. And they can approach these small regional banks and they can buy their businesses for pennies on the dollar. So this is not over. This is going to continue. So once again, the dollar as a store of wealth, not safe. The dollar, the digits that you see in your screen, in your bank account, not safe. So make sure that you're protected, right? Um, we talk about putting a hedge into gold and silver, but also when it comes to these banks, when it comes to storing your money, uh, we talk about having some cash, which makes sense. But for folks that need to store 250,000 plus, we talk about having multiple bank accounts. We talk about having partnerships and relationships with multiple banks, keeping your options open. Okay, the, the, the carnage and the blood in the streets is not over for the banks. And we're going to see this continued all the way through next year. Now, uh, so that was interesting. Now we get on into the crypto update, guys. Thank you for tuning in with me tonight. Appreciate you guys for tuning in on a Tuesday, turning up, still sipping coffee. Let's get it. John Deaton's comments. Now, what we're talking about right here is a settlement conversation, settlement speculation in regards to Ripple versus SEC. We have the CEO of PolySign who was on Thinking Crypto, Tony Edwards show. I'm going to play his clip and we're going to listen in on what Jack McDonald has to say about the SEC potentially settling up here with Ripple. Encapsulate the what prevails now with Ripple and the SEC. Does the SEC just kind of accept that ruling around XRP as a security and let it lie, or do they really want to push the envelope and open up what would be a much broader potential ruling against them for a lot of other uh, similar sort of tokens or assets, you know, that they believe could be deemed to be securities. And if the Ripple case is meant to be, you know, demonstrative and setting a precedence, the implication could be far worse for the SEC. So they may just want to box XRP and say the XRP ruling was a very narrow, fact-specific sort of ruling from, from the court. And it's really not meant to encapsulate the broader ecosystem of what we at the SEC believe are, are securities. So I think, I think it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. It'll be interesting boy, to see. Oh boy, that's going to hurt their ego, isn't it? That's going to hurt the precious little ego of good guy Gary Gensler, who's so desperate to protect us. And we know that he's trying to play politics so that he can get, uh, you know, another job maybe within the administration as well. But Digital Asset Investor says, I believe he is over the target here with a PJ settlement. Gary can say, which is a partial judgment settlement. Gary can say this was just the facts and circumstances for XRP and continue going after the rest of the industry. 100%. This is what we've been talking about, right? Is that the facts and the circumstances for the Ripple XRP case are very different from the rest of crypto. So the SEC is going to take a loss on this one, but they're still going to have ammunition to go after the rest of the space. John Dean says, I believe this is the biggest and hottest debate at the SEC, and I believe there are senior SEC officials who are split on what to do. Some will say don't appeal, and the SEC can argue facts and circumstances, and that XRP is a unique story, one not shared by other tokens. If you appeal and lose, it's the law of the Second Circuit and hugely persuasive in every other jurisdiction. Others will argue that you must try and appeal because the Torres decision, although not binding on the other judges in the Southern District of New York, it will be massively persuasive on Torres fellow judges. Think the Coinbase case. Plus, if you don't appeal, it sends the message you've accepted the Torres decision. 
Now, it's going to be interesting to see if they, you know, appeal on part of this, if they appeal on everything. I think that the best thing for the SEC to do, you know, if I was at the SEC, I would say, guys, Gary, I know you're a good guy. I know we need to take care of Goldman. But in this case, we need to set XRP free, accept this loss. The facts and the circumstances with XRP and Ripple are not on our side. The token in and of itself is not a security. And even the way that Ripple structured some of these contracts, we can get them on part of that. So let's take that money and let's move on and let's go after the rest of the space that we know we have a strong case against. Right now, would that be Ethereum? Probably not because it got to take care of his buddies. But would it be the rest of the token factory that was created on top of Ethereum? Probably. Right. And so there's going to be plenty of money for the SEC to go after and plenty of facts and circumstances that are not favorable for many of these companies that did the ICOs. They sold off to institutions and they did so in a way that created uh, an unregistered securities offering. Doesn't necessarily mean that the token itself that, that they sold off is a security, but the contracts and the agreements that they had with those early investors, that's what would have been the securities offering. That's what Ripple lost on. That's what Judge Torres sent to trial here. Now, Stuart Alderati says this in regards to an SEC appeal, and we need to pick up on this. L remember, from the day the lawsuit was filed, how confident and bold Brad and the team have been at Ripple this whole time. And they're not backing down. In fact, they're doubling down on their position. Take a listen here. Stuart Alderati, who is the chief legal officer at Ripple. 30 years as a lawyer and crypto is without a doubt the most fascinating industry I've been a part of. Thank you. Uh, this is Chain Reaction Podcast, Jacqueline Melanick, for having me on to discuss what the lawsuit decision means, where the SEC has jurisdiction, and more importantly, where it doesn't, and much more. And they say here, Ripple won't shy away from likely SEC appeals of its federal court ruling. Quote, I think a court of appeals will not only affirm that but maybe even amplify that to even a greater extent and that's from Stuart Alderati so not only will the appeals court affirm this ruling but may even amplify it to an even greater extent so the SEC is truly rolling the dice Stuart Alderati is calling it like it is and this only puts more pressure on the SEC and now they know how many people are watching and the impact that we have had and with Congress now considering crypto regulations as well the spotlight is on the SEC in a major way. Now, they had to accept a major loss, but the way to accept this one and move on and, and you know, move past this and kind of tuck this one and hide it is to collect and, and actually turn it into a good thing, which is what I think the, the whole end game has been for Gary Gensler, is to take that settlement. It'll be an incredible fat check that he gets to come on back to the office with and he gets to parade around on CNBC and the mainstream media and he gets to say, we got Ripple. We protected, you know, we really still wanted to protect retail, but we're now going to focus, uh, you know, on other tokens, on other uh, cases that we're working on, but we did collect this check and we were able to get something and, and take something home. So we're going to be watching that one closely, guys, but watch out for the FUD. If that comes out, if they, uh, you know, if an appeal comes out, that could be a catalyst to draw this XRP token back down further. So like I said, uh, folks want a little bit of clarification too, because I said that my next buy-ins for XRP would be at the 50 to 55 cent range. That's the next support, you know, a major support level that I really hope that we can hold. 
if we do get some crazy catalysts that bring us back down. But just to be clear, uh, folks were asking if I sold out, if I took profits on XRP and I'm looking to buy back in. No, I have not sold any of my XRP and I'm not looking to sell any of my XRP until a much, much higher price. Okay. Um, I'm just going to be adding to my bag if we get back down to 50 and 55 cents. Now, the way that I did hedge my bet, I didn't sell XRP, take profits, and I'm looking to buy back in, but I did hedge my bet by placing that Bitcoin short, which as I told you guys yesterday, I have exited that, that most recent trade. We did take profit on that one. Now, as far as Ripple, who they're partnering up with and where this is going, this is getting exciting, folks. We highlighted the fact that Ripple actually acquired a stake in Bitstamp, and Cowboy Crypto is putting this all together for us in this post right here. Ripple acquired Pantera's stake in Bitstamp in May of this year, and Bitstamp was approved by the UK's uh, FCA in June. The UK's FCA approved Bitstamp's registration as a crypto asset firm in June of 2023. MoonPay, Wintermute Trading, and eToro are among other notable firms that have registered. So this exchange, Bitstamp, got approval, but we now also know that uh, Ripple acquired Pantera's stake in the company as well. Now, this is all coming from the conversation right here that Ripple is setting its sights on the UK and Ireland, excuse me, setting sights on the UK and Ireland for the next expansion of services. Once the exchange has the Irish license, Ripple wants to passport its services across Europe, Stuart Alderati said and told CNBC. This was the same conversation, by the way, where he said that US banks and institutions are getting ready to use XRP ODL as well. So we move on over and we look at what's the progress in the EU right now? Well, Mary C. Hall, if you guys haven't already followed Mary, make sure you guys go follow Mary. She is the blockchain CBDC product marketing at Ripple. Okay. Huge shout out to Mary Hall for sharing this one with us. Ripple partners with European fintech firm SuperHow.com to harness the XRP ledger for groundbreaking Axology. Uh, Axiology. I, I don't know how to pr pronounce that. Axiology project for the EU DLT pilot regime. Details here. Let's go take a look at this article right here, folks. Ripple partners with European fintech firm to harness XRP Ledger for groundbreaking project. And you go look here. In a bid to address the challenges of fraud and money laundering, Europe has initiated several measures to utilize the potential of blockchain technology. The European Commission has launched a comprehensive digital financial package in line with recently introduced markets and crypto assets regulation, right? So MICA just passed, big deal. This package aims to promote the use of cryptocurrencies and central bank digital currencies while also focusing on improving cross-border payments and settlement times. I think Ripple might be able to help them with that, right? The proposed distributed ledger technology pilot regime is a significant part of this package. According to a blog post published by American fintech firm Ripple on the 20th of July, 2023, the DLT pilot regime is an innovative approach by the EU Commission to provide a controlled environment for market infrastructures dealing with digital assets. This sandbox offers temporary exemptions from existing rules, allowing regulators to gain practical experience with distributed ledger technology. The initiative aims to enhance investor protection, market integrity, and financial stability while also allowing companies to test and refine existing rules. In response to these initiatives, Ripple, a leading fintech firm, and SuperHow, a Lithuanian blockchain technology research lab, have launched a collaborative project called Axiology. 
The project aims to test and issue digital assets, including CBDCs and stablecoins, to increase regulators' confidence in the security of these digital assets. Axiology is a tokenized securities trading and settlement system infrastructure that allows multiple layers of the current capital market infrastructures to coexist on one technology layer, leading to synergies, process efficiencies, and new business models. So uh, I'm going to skip this part. James Wallace, VP of Central Bank Engagements at Ripple, had this to say. Ripple is delighted to be working with SuperHow and the Axiology Decentralized Securities Project, further developing our commitment to delivering real-world use cases for CBDCs. The project aims to develop a regulatory-compliant infrastructure within the scope of the European Union DLT pilot regime regulation. The settlement of tokenized securities requires a tokenized settlement asset such as a CBDC or stablecoin. This will enable instant issuing and settlement of a securities asset such as a bond or share. This project will deliver significant learning for a future CBDC, which can then be issued by European banks. Now, I want to highlight, folks, that this is harnessing the XRP ledger. This is built on top of the XRP ledger, just to be clear, okay? So they are building a platform on top of the XRP ledger for settling up tokenized securities, including bonds and shares. Now, this is very interesting, folks. Much, much progress taking place with Ripple in the European Union, in UK, also looking at Ireland as well. We know that they've launched a new headquarters over there in Dubai, expanding their presence in the Middle East, North Africa. The MENA region absolutely booming over there for Ripple and XRP ODL, along with that APAC region as well, which is the Asia Pacific region. What's interesting to note, though, these corridors are relatively speaking smaller than some of these other bigger flows that we see at SWIFT, at ACI Worldwide, at the Clearinghouse, at the uh, domestic payments that you see over in the UK, right? But we're starting to see successful trials and pilots with stablecoins built on the XRP ledger like Palau's stablecoin. So I've been following the the guy from the Ministry of Finance over there at Palau, and they're about to be having the, I, I put out the tweet last night, proper party in Palau is going to be taking place on uh, July 27th. Ripple and the Ministry of Finance over there in Palau have a joint conference where they're going to be making an announcement on how that trial and test is taking place over there. So another successful test in Palau for a stablecoin that is a US dollar stablecoin, by the way. Very interesting. And then you go look at the partnership with the Bank of Montenegro, and that's basically a Euro digital dollar that Ripple's been working on with their bank. And now we see that they're also working on security settlement with this European Union DLT regime as well. So... To say the least, folks, this is an exciting opportunity to invest in some technology that's going to be doing a lot. You guys know that automated market makers are coming. We talked about that in the Twitter space on Sunday, broke that down. We know that the NFTs just came to the XRP ledger. But the most important thing that we got to understand is that we took care of scalability in cheap, efficient payments first. Now we start to see this liquidity build up as more exchanges start to relist, as more stable coins on the XRP ledger get built, as more CBDCs on the XRP ledger get built. And even if it's on the private version of the XRP ledger, it's still going to have that functionality and capability where, just like David Schwartz says, you press that big red button and the walled garden comes down and now you can interoperate with all these other domestic payment rails. The FedNow system's going live just one week after the ruling on XRP. Uh, the ruling came out from the judge, the order on summary judgment on July 13th, 
One week later, on July 20th, FedNow goes live. This is much of the banks, almost all of the banks within the United States are updating to FedNow right now as we speak. ISO 222 messaging standard being adopted worldwide. And then this is all coinciding with additional uh, alternative reserve currencies being introduced at the BRICS summit next month. Now, this is a perfect storm that's taking place. I want our folks to be tapped in right now. There's incredible opportunities coming our way. We still have an opportunity to pick up XRP at 70 cents, even post clarity. Sub $1 XRP, as my shirt says, I'm not here to give you financial advice at all. Absolutely not here to give you financial advice. But for me, it's it's interesting that we haven't started to take off and, and you know break through a dollar and move. I get it. I'm not whining or complaining about it though, because I still see this adoption taking place and these deals that are that are being announced for everyone to see that lead me to believe that we have much bigger announcements and deals and NDAs that get the veil lifted coming our way in the form of US banks and institutions. So for me, I've never been more excited. I will never let the price action uh, FUD me out. And I, I, you know, I will remain patient. Now, uh, for, for our community too, we need to focus on, we have some incredible business opportunities uh, that, that we're working on right now. We are looking at the real estate asset class as well. We've been stacking our precious metals. And when it comes to DLT right now, for me, I'm focusing on the assets that have clarity and utility. XRP is in a reality of its own, but XLM and XDC followed closely behind. And when you look at how some of these tokens were created, distributed, and how they function, they are not going to be a security in it of themselves, right? So we understand that, we, you know, when we look at all these projects, we look, did they do an ICO? Did, you know, did, did they do what Ethereum did, you know? And we want to stay away from those projects. But you look at projects like Algorand that did a different style of ICO, a Dutch style auction that um, was much different from that of the Ethereum ICO. That's that's good, right? Now, uh, like I said, for me, there's not many options in the cryptocurrency space that I'm looking at because I want clarity and utility. And then I, the, the, the other final thing that we look at is who the hell are you working with? Not taking pictures with, not friends with, folks that you have a deal signed to actually use the token. You're actually running tests, you're actually trialing, or you've actually already gone live using the token. That's what we're looking for. With Ripple and XRP, it's clear. European Union, check. Bank of England, check. UK FCA compliance with Bitstamp, check. You know, and, and you look at um, what they just did with uh, Metaco as well, Metaco, Medico, however you want to pronounce it, the acquisition of custody. So Ripple is lining themselves up to be a lender of last resort when it comes to this liquidity crisis, but they're also setting themselves up to be that one-stop shop, bank, payment provider for anybody who's trying to utilize DLT technology and add crypto assets to their balance sheet. You have the options with Liquidity Hub, you have on-demand liquidity for cross-border payments, okay? You have the ability to lease XRP for ODL as well. You don't even have to hold it. You can just lease it from Ripple. But then you see they're also working on tokenizing real estate with the Hong Kong Monetary Authority. Excuse me. Tokenizing assets, uh, real estate assets with the Hong Kong Monetary Authority. Okay. So so it's like, what, what don't they have covered, right? And who isn't working with Ripple? 
Well, there's a few people that are trying to work against Ripple, and that was the whole Ethereum Free Pass, JP Morgan, Consensus, Wall Street, all got in on that action, right? And they tried to fight Ripple. They tried to fight XRP, but they couldn't stop it because the facts were on our side, and we fought like hell, and we won. And the law of the land as it stands today is that XRP in and of itself is not a security. Now a supply shock setup is, is uh, starting to appear and we're going to have to be watching closely what XRP does, or sorry, what Ripple does with that escrow. So I dropped a video this morning. If you guys didn't watch it, go back and check it out. It was titled, Ripple Sells 2.22 Billion XRP. That's how much XRP they have sold in 2023. So they have actually sold more XRP, or they're on pace to sell more XRP this year than they did last year. But I noted, I interjected with my speculation and my opinion, not financial advice, that this is a sign that there is more demand from those banks and institutions for that XRP. They can get away with selling off more XRP without having a negative impact on the price. That's why they're doing so. Because remember, Ripple does not want to tank the price of XRP. They want to create and sustain a healthy market for XRP because that's the only way that they can sell this off to banks and institutions. The, the only way that they can sell this off is if they can have reliability, stability, and that instant settlement in three to five seconds. And so I believe that that sign that they are selling off more XRP this year, you know, the fudsters and the haters, and there's going to be plenty of people that say that that's bad news, right? That Ripple's dumping on us. Well, they're not dumping on us because they're not dumping on the open market. They're literally giving this only to banks and institutions for utility for ODL. So it's not seeing the open market at all. There is no, almost no impact on price in the public markets because the public markets aren't even aware of these deals until they're already done. And we don't know how much Ripple's selling their XRP for. Remember, Ripple used to lock in option contracts for three years for 5 billion XRP back in 2016 to R3. There were 1,700 investment contracts cited in the SEC lawsuit of other similar deals to distribute XRP as well. Now, if R3 wanted 5 billion, I can only speculate on what some of these other banks and institutions wanted. They might have wanted a few XRP as well. Now, now we get to see what Ripple's going to do with this escrow, whether they're going to fire up the programmatic sales to exchanges once again, but over the past two to three years, they haven't been selling to exchanges. They haven't been dumping on the open market. They're only giving it to folks that are instantly going to start utilizing XRP or either the banks or institutions that have been getting the XRP from Ripple are either working uh, using that XRP for ODL, treasury management, or some sort of utility, or it's being locked away on their balance sheet, similar to you and me, as a reserve on their balance sheet or as you know, just a long-term hold. And maybe they have a similar exit strategy where they don't want to sell off until $10 or $100. Or maybe Ripple's told them that, you know, we've set this whole thing up that eventually we do flip the switch and it does go to 589. And so, you, you know, we're going to sell you off some XRP now at this price. But you might want to wait till we flip all these switches. We get all the corridors fired up. We build all the flows of liquidity. And the price is probably going to be a little bit higher than $0.50, cents, than $0.70. Cents. And, and so... The point being, these exchanges are keeping that liquidity, keeping that XRP for themselves. 
And, and, and some of that XRP might not even be available for liquidity at all or utility at all because they're just locking it away. Maybe they have their cold storage as well. They're securing the bag just like we do. So this is the supply setup that gets very interesting for XRP right now. We're going to be watching this one closely. Now I see that we've ran up the session for about 40 minutes. So let me take a sip of coffee and then drop your comments. Let's do a little quick Q&A session down below. We got a little bit of time. What are we working with tonight, folks? Appreciate everyone for tuning in tonight. If you haven't already, please smash that thumbs up for me. And let's do a little bit of Q&A. TikTok, what are we doing? Why do I think that Doge will pump? So tonight I put out the tweet and I just said that I have a funny feeling that Elon is going to pump Doge again. Uh, the X logo I saw, it, the, he, he posted a, it was like a GIF or it was like a quick video of the X logo. And I noticed that the picture, the source of the picture was like Doge something. I, I, Doge Studios or I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but it was Doge something. You can go back and look on, look at it. But it, it, all it takes is one tweet from Elon and it goes again. Now, I find it incredibly fascinating and interesting that X, XRP has not been mentioned by Elon at all. And I'll just put it out there. I think that the reason is because Elon either owns a significant portion of XRP um, or there, there's some sort of deal with Ripple. There, there's something. There's an NDA. There's a reason why he can't say it publicly. You know, I, I, I'm just throwing that up. That's just my speculation, not financial advice. Mike Chinnery, thank you for the five spot. Any thoughts on the quant settlement? Uh, what about the quant settlement? I didn't see that they had a case. Did they settle up? I saw that we had another super chat earlier, right at the very beginning, guys. I apologize for missing that one. I was focused and locked in, and I apologize for missing that one. Whoever threw a little bit of money our way, I really do appreciate the support so much, guys. Thank you so much for supporting us. If you guys want to go further, you can head on over to our Patreon, and you can sign up to support us there. You can get access to the Discord community. You can let us know if you want some precious metals. We're still working with some of the best folks in the industry for getting your precious metals, for rolling over your 401k. Just let us know how we can help you. We'd be glad to do so. Any thoughts on the quant settlement? Mike, can you elaborate what's up with the quant settlement? Does anybody else know about the quant settlement? Don't forget XDC. XDC absolutely ripped. So did XLM. It had nothing to do with Ripple. It's tied to his other companies like SpaceX, etc. Well, that's the thing, you know. Um, maybe Elon's running XRPL nodes on the, the space that he's putting in low Earth orbit. Uh, that would be, you know, another thing that makes sense. You know, the other thing, too, that you got to consider is, uh, um, what do we call it? I'm blanking. Um, national security. Yeah. So we've long talked about the, how the QFS and the quantum computers, uh, all of that's been happening at a military level. That's why we see, you know, the headlines that come out. Oh, IBM has a supercomputer. Oh, China's supercomputer was able to crack this or do this. And they're giving us little drops little drops. And then there's all these people that say, well, the quantum, you know, quantum financial system hasn't happened. It's not happening. That's a conspiracy theory. Just like they, they said about everything else that they, they alleged was a conspiracy theory. It's very simple, guys. We have a financial system. It needs updating. We have quantum computers. Eventually, many of these systems move to quantum computers. It's not some grand. I, I mean, it, there's more to the story, right? But it's just that simple. It's just that simple. 
And we already know that they have XRPL validators in nuclear bunkers. That article was from years ago. That they already had XRPL. Who's running those nodes, by the way? I'm going to have to look into that. I forget which company that was. But I would, I would bet. I would bet money that they're not the only ones running XRPL nodes in underground bunkers or in low Earth orbit. Or that there's plans to do it. Call me crazy. I don't care. I mean, come on. This is what we do over here. This is why we're years ahead of the game. You know? We're not afraid to talk about a, a conspiracy theory. The SEC charged them on the 21st. They forfeited today. In four days, they gave up. Wow. So they already settled up. Let me let me take a look at this, guys. That's very interesting. Quant settlement. Did they settle up with the SEC or CFTC or somebody else? I'm not seeing any news on that. Where's that coming from? The SEC charged them? Let me put in SEC. I'm not seeing anything. Send me a message at ZachRector.com if you guys got that for me. Send, send me that message at ZachRector.com. They settled. They didn't want to fight. Quant settled up right away. That's interesting. I'll have to take a look at that. Will you be watching the highest of stakes crypto movie coming to theaters next month? Um, I'm sure. I, I'm sure that I'll be watching many documentaries about this moment in time in the cryptocurrency space with the Ripple versus SEC lawsuit. They're going to be making documentaries about this time forever. I don't know what that one's about, but I, I'm sure I will watch it. Because Hollywood is struggling. They're struggling, aren't they? There's nothing. It's just crap. I'm watching old shows now. Um, yeah. It, they're, they're struggling. I really only watch the Hollywood stuff, a lot of it for the predictive programming. I haven't made it to the, that movie. I'm not even going to mention the title of that movie, but I haven't made it to there yet. Um, planning on going here soon. Hog Whiskers coming in from Tokyo. I saw that we just had an XRPL little conference meetup deal at, in Tokyo, in Japan. That's awesome to see. I saw that David Schwartz was there. Uh, fantastic. Love to see it. Oh, gosh. I totally forgot, too. I have a whole nother video of a leaked David Schwartz interview. Um, and I don't know how recent it was, but I'll be dropping that later today. Make sure you guys hit that notification bell so you don't miss any of our updates. I forgot that last night I recorded. It was a leaked David Schwartz interview that I'd seen nowhere else. And I watch everything that David does. Every tweet, every selfie, you know. We watch David's all every and all moves. Zach is going to watch Barbie. Yes, you caught me. You caught me. I'll never go to the movies again. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like the movies, it's kind of like a nostalgic date. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, me and wifey has, haven't gone in a while. But that's what happens when you got little ones. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. 
yeah, I'm not a big fan of the the. I mean, talk about inflation. I mean, golly, uh, it's crazy. Spend uh, fifty bucks just to go to the movies. Spend a hundred bucks on dinner. Jemmy says, don't be cheap now. You know, it's funny. Um, we just went to a baseball game. I had gotten those uh, tickets gifted to me. So that was a fun little date that we did. And then uh, the movie passes. I'm pretty sure we got free movie passes. Yeah. So the the cheap ass in me, uh, <laughs> I ain't paying for those tickets. Uh, that's awesome. Although I would pay to, uh, I definitely would pay to support that movie that's coming out. I'm not going to mention, but. Definitely would support that. Definitely support that cause. 100%. Spend $200 a week for groceries for it to last only three days with the kids home for, from school. Yeah, the kids are home from school. I never thought about that, right? That's interesting. During the summertime, you got to feed the kid. You don't you don't got the school lunches. Not that we probably want to be having them eat those school lunches anyways. Government food, government programming. You know, I was just thinking today too about the AI craze. And, and I want to give you guys my thoughts on this. So I really think that they're pushing AI so hard because they just want to remove folks' ability to think for themselves. We've gotten so used to Googling everything that we're already, you know, I make fun of my, uh, my technical analysis. I call myself a doofus moron, right? We're all of us are all doofus moron Googling everything. Now with AI, we're not even going to form our own sentences. We're not even going to form our own thoughts. We're just going to ask chat GPT. And the sad part, I think, and, and, and what's going to be missing is that I think that when you add emotion to your thoughts and what you're putting your thoughts and your actions behind, you can achieve more. You can put up with more, right? I mean, XRP Army is a perfect example. Everybody says that we have emotionally invested. Well, I would say that I have emotionally invested in full, you know, if I'm being completely honest with myself. But when it comes to business, when it comes to life, when it comes to achieving more, being a high performer, right? You got to have a little emotion behind it, right? Uh, you got to get a little excited, but if we're all just robots, all just AI chat GPT in, it removes that. It removes that. And then that's the human spirit that I think so many people are, are forgetting about. And, um, on the other hand, a lot of people are still craving that, right? That that's why, um, you, you've seen people have been so excited to get out and about Taylor Swift just came to town. I couldn't believe that <clears throat> Taylor Swift. I, I was reading that her concerts add 20, 30 million to the local economy over the three days that she has her little con concerts in town. It's incredible, but folks are desperate to get out and about, right? Folks are desperate for that human interaction. And so that's why for me, I haven't been playing with the AI. If, if I need to implement AI in my business, I'll be, we'll, we'll be needing to add another team member for AI, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's not for me. And that most people, 90% already have other people do their thinking. That's right. That's why you guys tune into my show, right? You'd rather me do the thinking, even though I got my shirt. Huge shout out to Jay. 
XRP777 with the five spot. Thanks for the consistent quality content. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for the support. Really means a lot. And um, we try to do this every single day for you guys. Without admitting or denying the SEC findings, Quantstamp agreed to a cease and desist order and to pay disgorgement of $1.9 million prejudgment interest of $494,000 and a civil penalty of $1 million. I'll have to go take a look at that, Mike. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, the tickets are crazy. Um, this is what cracked me up. So we went to the ball game and we parked at the... Uh, basically the, the main garage for the stadium, which I knew was going to be more expensive, but um, the city that I went to the ball game at is not safe. I'll just say that. It's not safe. And so I'm with the fam. And so I, I figured I'm going to pay the premium to park at the parking garage that's right there. It costs 70 bucks for parking at the ball game, folks. I didn't even get no Cracker Jack or, you know, garlic fries i didn't even get a but i did pay what did i pay 15 bucks for a cold one <laughs> 15 bucks for a cold one 70 bucks for parking thank god my mama gifted me the tickets for christmas golly and they say inflation's at three percent i don't know what world or what reality or what market that's in dual citizen thank you for the 589 Zach, here is half of your Barbie movie ticket. I appreciate that. I'll be able to tell wifey. Uh, we can go see. Uh, we can go see Barbie. Jason Trahan, ten spot. What is your thoughts on the Bricks CBDC? So I think that what Bricks is going to do is they are going to start to anchor their own native domestic currencies to gold, or they're going to create a new BRICS reserve currency that's a basket of those currencies that's also anchored to gold. Now, the reason why I say anchored is because it's not going to be back to gold. It's not going to be one ounce of gold equals, uh, you know, one of these dollars, right? Um, but I think that what they're going to do is they're going to anchor it to a smaller weight, right? So they're going to say one of these dollars equals... 100 grams of gold or something like that, right? And so all they're going to do there is it's going to be a peg to gold. It's not going to be backed one-to-one, -one, but it's going to be a peg. It's going to be an anchor. So it's kind of a different, uh, you know, technicality there. Uh, but it's in a roundabout way doing the same thing, backing the currency by gold in a way. But it's going to be anchored. It's going to be pegged to a smaller denomination. It's not going to be one-to-one, one ounce, one dollar. I, I believe that they're going to anchor it. And if they don't do it as a, as a whole, as one BRICS reserve currency, you know, and, and basically that would be similar to the IMS SDR, right? The special drawing rights that's basically the United States dollar, the, what is it? The Euro, the pound, uh, the Chinese yuan is now part of that as well. And so I, I don't believe, uh, or basically I believe that they're going to, uh, you, you know, launch something like that. It's going to be the BRICS version of an SDR that's a basket of their currencies that maybe also has an allocation or an anchor to gold or and they're going to start backing their domestic currencies by gold as well or pegging or anchoring would be the proper way, you know. So I, I don't know what the proper amount's going to be. It doesn't really matter. What, what matters is that they create that anchor so that their currencies, the pair to the dollar doesn't matter. Because right now, everything pairs up against the dollar and the dollars remain strong. 
It did dip here recently, but you've seen that other currencies have been devalued faster against the dollar and everything's paired up against the dollar right now. Everything has been traded in dollar. People even held our bonds on their balance sheet, which is now ending. They're dumping our treasuries and they're no longer using the dollar for settlement. So what do they need? They need that bridge currency. XRP would be a good one, but then they also need to back their currencies by something of real value. So this is where they anchor or they peg their currency to 100 grams of gold equals one of their bricks dollar, right? So, so that's what we're kind of expecting to get announced or something like that in the works for the BRICS group. And uh, the other thing too is, you know, with, without the dollar, without the treasury bonds, the days of the dollar, the strength that we had in the dollar that brought down inflation for a little bit, those are over. And so I think that we're gearing up for um, that inflation to come back into next year. Yeah. Now I see that we also got a 25 spot. Not sure what currency that is, but that's Jared Clements with a 25 support. Appreciate that, Jared. Thank you. Quant stamp isn't related to quant, but it's still an important case. Season desist as well. Yeah, I'll be taking a look at that one for sure. I'll be taking a look at that one for sure. A lot more lawsuits on the way, so we got to be ready for that. Got to secure our bag. These exchanges are not safe. Definitely got to have our options open. All right, guys, so I'm going to wrap up this session. I appreciate all the support here tonight. It's been massive. Great little session. And uh, if you guys can do me a big favor, can you smash that thumbs up on the way out for me and make sure you subscribe to that notification bell. At my website, you can find your precious metals. You can find your exchanges, your wallets to secure the bag and get it done while we still can, folks. You guys are seeing this market right now. The price is still suppressed. We've been set free, but they still got these suppressed prices. And we're going to take advantage of that while we can. You're seeing uh, gold, silver, getting ready for breakout. XRP already started to move. And um, definitely an exciting time to be in the space. So I appreciate all of your support. I hope you guys appreciate the content. On the way out, let's smash it. And I'll see you in the next one. God bless all of you. Thank you.